executive director of the Pan-African Film Festival, which runs from Wednesday, February the 16th through the 23rd, 2011. The Pan-African Film Festival is dedicated to cultural and racial tolerance and understanding through the exhibition of films and creative expression. This year's festival will once again be at the Cover Plaza Theater at 9919 West Washington Boulevard, across from Sony Studios. We're very excited about this year's festival as we will be presenting films straight out of the headline and straight out of the news hour, from the Congo to Brazil with a stop in Harlem. For more information, please call area code 310-337-4737. Again, it's 310-337-4737. Or go online and look at kpfk.org, which links into our website. Thank you very much. KPFK is a proud media sponsor. Hi, this is Jamie Cromwell. You are listening to 90.7 FM KPFK Los Angeles and 98.7 FM Santa Barbara. Good afternoon, KPFK listeners. This is Here in the City. Today is February 7th, 2011. I'm Sarah Harris. We're here most Mondays on KPFK, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and profiles of people working toward creative social change in Los Angeles. On the program today, we go to the opening of an exhibition by a Mexican photographer whose project is documenting women who are most ignored by dominant society. Pero que se juntan como por el mismo tema, ¿no? El cuerpo, la prostitución, este, el, eh, la violencia. Entonces, este, es parte de... Son como varios años de trabajo, el de blanco y negro. Yes, starting with the Merced, but those images are combined with others from years later that are thematically related. The body, prostitution, violence. It's several years of work, the black and white images. And we take a trip to the Chinese New Year Parade. People born in the year of the rabbit are reasonably friendly and individual who enjoy the company of good friends and they are very good teacher, counselor and communicator but they also need our, uh, their own space. But first, on Wednesday, the city council met to hear a proposal that would reduce by half the length of a nine-mile bus-only lane, funded principally by the federal government and in part by the city. The lane would encourage bus ridership and reduce car traffic from downtown to Santa Monica along the historic Wilshire Corridor. Engineers, advocates, environmental groups, and bus riders filled the hall to hear 11th District Councilman Bill Rosendahl explain why the residents in his district, which includes Brentwood and runs adjacent to Beverly Hills and Santa Monica, think a dedicated bus lane is not necessary. Here in the city's Luis Sierra Campos went to City Hall to find out how the council voted. After a two-hour debate, the Los Angeles City Council voted to accept a much-amended motion asking Metro to complete more studies of the Wilshire bus-only lanes before making recommendations to reduce those lanes later this spring. Here's Councilman Bill Rosendahl describing his proposal. What we're looking at is studying an alternative route of the 5.4, if we can get that going. 
I'm not giving up on the whole project. I don't want to lose federal funding. But I do want to get Santa Monica, that creates all my gridlock, to play with us and work with us and cooperate with us. And I do want to get Beverly Hills, which is right in the heart of the west side, to also work with us. The bus-only lanes, which have been in the planning stages for nearly a decade, were originally supposed to run from MacArthur Park to the Santa Monica border, except for the segment in the city of Beverly Hills, which opt not to participate. The lack of street parking and increased automobile congestion was the reason wealthy Westside residents advocated for reducing the 9-mile stretch to the 5.4 miles of bus-only lanes. Rosa Miranda, who is a working mother, urged the board to reject this proposal primarily for environmental and health reasons. Buenos días, mi nombre es Rosa Miranda y soy miembro del Sindicato de Pasajeros. Uh, good morning, my name is Rosa Miranda and I'm a member of the Bus Riders Union. Esta mañana estoy aquí pidiendo a esta mesa que rechacen la propuesta del concejal Rosendel de eliminar a la mitad del proyecto de carril solo para autobuses en Wilshire. So this morning I'm here to ask the council to reject um, the proposal being put forth by Councilmember Rosendahl to um, cut the Wilshire Bus Only Lane project in half. Yo soy una pasajera que será beneficiada con este proyecto que correrá por mi vecindario en Wesley y MacArthur Park. So I'm, a, I'm actually an actual bus rider who's going to benefit from the project being implemented in its entirety um, that will actually go through my community of Wesley and MacArthur Park. Y como madre me siento decepcionada que los intereses de una minoría de residentes del oeste. And as a mother, I feel disappointed that a small minority um, of residents from the West, that the needs of a small minority of uh, residents in the West Side would take priority. Pasen por encima del medio ambiente, la salud pública y las necesidades de miles de pasajeros solo porque tienen el dinero y la influencia política. And that, and that they, uh, the needs of the small minority would actually trump environmental benefits, public health benefits, and the needs of millions, um, of thousands of transit-dependent bus riders. Como madre con un hijo con asma, estoy preocupada porque esto significa que mi hijo seguirá con constantes ataques de asma. As a mother who has a son that suffers from asthma, um, this could mean that my son will continue to have asthma attacks because we won't see the long-term public health benefits. Porque no existe un verdadero compromiso en este concilio por apoyar concretos verdes que ayudarán a reducir el calentamiento global y, y provean beneficios a la salud pública. We hope that this council um, demonstrates a commitment to green projects that will actually um, help us curb uh, global warming and have public health benefits. Los residentes del oeste quieren matar este proyecto de carril solo para autobuses en Wilshire y lo más vergonzoso será que ustedes nos apoyen. So there's the small minority of the west side that looks like they want to um, kill this project and what would be really shameful is that the city council actually supports that. Concejal Reyes, usted como mi representante le pido que levante la voz en esta mesa y que defienda este proyecto en su totalidad. So Councilmember Reyes, as my representative, I hope that you will stand with us today and defend this project in its entirety. Ya que beneficiará a 80,000 pasajeros dependientes del transporte que viven en, el, en su distrito. Um, because it will have bring benefits to about 80,000 bus drivers, some of who live in your district. Estamos muy cerca de mirar este proyecto y ustedes no se pueden quedar callados ante los derrinches de los residentes del oeste y la y la derivancia del auto. So we're very close to actually seeing this project become a reality. So we hope that um, you stand with us and um, help us see it through.
During the hearing, Councilmember Tony Cardenas asked Khan Hu, senior planning engineer for Metro, if there was a significant value difference between the original 9-mile bus-only lanes to the proposed 5.4 miles in terms of people who would actually use this mode of transportation. Which is better? The 5.4 or the 9.7? I didn't say politically. I just said from a transportation and planning perspective. Yes, go ahead. Would be the best alternative from the transportation perspective. Um, the transit will benefit the most, and also, councilman, uh, the, there's a lot of congestion in the west side. The buses also suffer. So if we provide bus lanes in the west side, then the buses will be able to go through the traffic light intersections a lot quicker, and then that is going to bring a lot of benefit to buses, even though it may. Uh, if it's segmented or fragmented, the bus benefit will still be there. And also, I think there's another uh, benefit if we do the entire end-to-end -end project, that is to create a perception that this is a transit corridor, that people will ride on it. People who want to go to UCLA, or go to Westwood, or go to West LA, they can ride on the 720 and get there quicker. So this entire project will be the most benefit. The council voted 11 to 2 to fund a study that would consider the viability of Bill Rosendahl's proposal. It is unclear whether the Mid-Wilshire-only option would jeopardize the $23 million in federal funds designated for the project, more than two-thirds of the total cost. The study is due to be presented in April. For Here in the City, I'm Luis Sierra Campos. Listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, and 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive of our shows is at hereinthecity.org. That's H E A R in the city.org. And you can like us on Facebook. this next segment, we go out to Riverside. This past Saturday evening, Mexican photographer Maya Godet inaugurated a solo exhibition called Las Olvidadas at the California Museum of Photography in Riverside. Godet is a documentarian associated with the Magnum Cooperative and known for her work in marginalized and stigmatized communities. She's been honored with prestigious fellowships and prizes, including a Guggenheim Fellowship, the Netherlands Prince Klaus Prize, and the Eugene Smith Award. Our arts editor, Jesse Lerner, talked with the artist at the opening. Their conversation starts with a famous outdoor market in Mexico City. So we have here three photographic essays, starting with the images from La Merced, 
a red light district in Mexico City? Sí, sí, la primera es de la Merced, este, pero aparte hay fotos, las combiné, también son fotos de, de años después, pero que se juntan como por el mismo tema, ¿no? El cuerpo, la prostitución, este, el, eh, la violencia, entonces este, es parte de, son como varios años de trabajo, el de blanco y negro. Yes, starting with the Merced, but those images are combined with others from years later that are thematically related, the body, prostitution, violence. It's several years of work, the black and white images. Y luego, una serie de eh, Chihuahua, Ciudad Juárez, que son familias, este, las familias y los lugares donde asesinaron y desaparecieron jóvenes. Eh, me concentré más como en el tipo de, de casos donde hay una organización atrás, donde son niñas escogidas, donde todas son como muy bonitas, muy parecidas, y la forma en que desaparecieron, este, hay una organización, se planea. Then there's another series from Chihuahua, from the city of Juarez, the relatives and locations of the young murder victims. I focused more on those cases where there is an organization responsible. Pretty young girls, similar looking. There's an organized group behind this. It was planned. Y de ahí otro trabajo, otro trabajo es lo de bueno, yo le llamo brujas, pero es este es en San Luis Potosí, en el altiplano, y es un tipo de brujas que se llaman bolitas de fuego. And from there, another series I call The Witches. This is from San Luis Potosi, the highlands, a kind of witchcraft that's called The Little Balls of Fire. Trabajo, siento que es muy parecido, como por ejemplo, lo de las brujas también, so, siento que de alguna forma está conectado un poco con mi, mi trabajo de, de la prostitución, porque son mujeres que al final, al principio, son rechazadas por la sociedad, ¿no? viven en los margen, en los límites de, de la ciudad. Hay mucho tipo de brujería, pero del que yo estoy hablando, este del que yo fotografié, son de pueblos, de rancherías. But in the end, I think the three series are related. For example, the witches, I think in some way they're connected to my work with the prostitutes in that they're all women rejected by society. The witches are women that live on the outskirts of the city. There are many varieties of witchcraft, but this is a kind one finds in towns and in the countryside. Y este y a la vez todos acuden a ellas. Entonces hay como un rechazo, pero a la vez son como tienen un papel importante y a la vez son mujeres fuer, eh, fuertes y como un papel muy importante en la comunidad. They're rejected, yet these are strong women that have an important role in their communities. The exhibition is made of these three different bodies of work. Y bueno, de eso, de esos tres diferentes trabajos está hecha la exposición. Y hace poco empezaste a trabajar con el video. And now you're working with video as well? Ah, también, sí. ¿Por qué, por qué el video? Porque siempre como que me sentía como la mitad, que no acababa de decir lo que quería este, en la fotografía y... Y también siempre tengo siempre he tenido como una necesidad de, de las historias, de hablar de historias. O sea, cuando platico de mis fotos, creo que al final lo que más me importa son las historias que hay atrás, la, la vida de las personas. Y, y entonces el sonido ahorita siento como que me está gustando mucho. Incorporar sonido y movimiento. Y entonces ahora estoy trabajando con, con video. 
because I always felt there was something incomplete, like I couldn't say all I had to say with photographs. I've always had this need to tell stories. When I talk about my photos, I think what's always most important to me are the stories behind them, the lives of the people in them. So now I've been enjoying the use of audio a lot to incorporate sound and movement. That's why I'm working with video now. Muchas gracias. gracias. You're listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles and at kpfk.org. You can like us on Facebook and visit our website, hereinthecity.org. I'm Sarah Harris. We'll be back with more radio realities from the urban landscape. This is Here in the City. I'm Sarah Harris, and I am here just north of Chinatown in Los Angeles with Rebecca Adler, who is the community representative for the local school here in Solano Canyon, where most of the students are Chinese-speaking, correct? Yes, most students are Chinese-speaking. I think it's about at least 80% are Chinese. If we could talk a little bit about some of the symbols of Chinese New Year and start with the, the Chinese calendar. Chinese calendar actually based uh, upon the movement of the moon and then they counted the new moon's day is always the first day of the moon. And at the middle of the month, that will be the full moon. Therefore, you know, Chinese calendar, they only have like 29 to 30 days. And that's why the year only has 354 days. And I think it's uh, 11 days less than the solar year for which the Western calendar is based. And this year, 2011, is the year of? This is the year of the rabbit in 2011. And so where does the, the zodiac come from, the animals? There's a story about that. Once upon a time, Lord Buddha invited the animals in his kingdom to share in the New Year's celebration. And then only 12 of the animals came. And the first animal was rat. Next, 
ox, and then tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and then the last one show up was the pig. That's why the Buddha named the year of the animals. You know, every year, specially meanings that given to each of the animals. So some people they might believe that you know uh, certain animals are better than others, and but it's important for Chinese people because they influence important decisions such as marriage to the right animals. Born under certain sign, very tradition Chinese. They still follow that, and they believe that. So this year is the year of the rabbit, and what does that animal represent? Okay, according to Chinese zodiac, rabbit are private individual and a bit introverted. People born in the year of the rabbit are reasonably friendly and individual, who enjoy the company of good friends. And they are very good teacher, counselor, and communicator, but they also need our, uh, their own space. There are certain gifts that people give during the new year.、Uh, the red envelope, like see, is the oldest and unchanged custom of Chinese people. So it means that you know the symbolizes to give and to receive. That's a good luck meaning. And also, you know, most of the time, you know, is the people they are married, then they give it to the pe- people they are not married, and give it to the children. So the people they are already married, they not supposed to receive. Like, see, that's the tradition. I see.、Yes. What about the oranges? Oranges, because the color of the skins are, are red. And tangerines, the color skin are red too. So in Chinese, when you say tangerine in Chinese, means gum gut. When it means gum in Chinese, means gold. So it means if you put that inside your house, it means you get lots of gold that year, and then you you have prosperity and good luck. How long does the Chinese New Year last? Okay, Chinese New Year usually lasts about seven days to two weeks. That was long times ago, but because now the Chinese they have those commercial schedules, so they cut that down to about three days. The most is five days. In the parade, the Chinese New Year parade, there are two main symbols: the dragon and the lion. Can you explain what those mean? Lion, you know, lion symbol of the courage, majesty, and constancy. So it means, you know, they are very powerful. They can bring good luck to that year. And the dragon? Dragon is the same. Dragon, they either have dragon dance and lion dance. They both are the same meaning. Chinese is a very multicultural, multi-ethnic society, so it would probably be difficult to explain what each region eats. But in general, is there a group of foods that represent something for the New Year?、Mm-hmm. You know, most Chinese they like to steam some,、uh, and fry some pastries, 
And the, you know, there's a name called Thousand Layers Sweet Cake. This means longevity. And also, when they have dinner, they have, uh, for sure, they have fish. Because fish means plenty. So it means they have plenty money, plenty luck, you know, uh, for the coming year. And they also have chicken. And chicken means prosperity. And also they have one vegetarian dish they call chai. And they need to have that because they need to be praying to God and say thank you to God. On Wednesday night when Chinese New Year started, uh -huh. in the middle of the night, I heard the firecrackers going off. What do those represent? The firecracker is called the attention of the gods and scare away all the spirits, uh, devil spirits. So all the devil will be gone <laughs> in this year. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that one. You know, in Chinese New Year, many families, they like to hand rest grow uh, inside or outside of their house. It, it has written down many different lucky words on the rest grow so they can mean the year they have peace, they have luck, and they are safe in the house or outside the house. So it brings them good luck. And I will say, Gung Hai Fat Choi. Yeah, Gung Hai Fat Choi. <laughs> Which means? Lots of money. <laughs> you, you will earn lots of money this coming year. If you don't mind me saying, Rebecca Adler is not a very Chinese sounding name. My last name is Yung. And my, actually, my first name is Lai Lin. Lai Lin means beautiful lotus flower. My father gave me this name. it for here in the city. We'll be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. We'll have an archive of this and past shows at our website hereinthecity.org. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org and a podcast at www.kpfk.org. Thanks very much to Luis Sierra Campos, Jesse Lerner, Sabiha Khan, Rachel Salmon for web production, and to D'Angelo for engineering the show. I'm Sarah Harris. Deadline LA is up next. Peace.
is Harrison. You have actually a system in this country where songs with offensive lyrics can not be played on the air for fear of losing your license. But if your song is a talk show and the lyrics aren't F-bombs or S-bombs, but they equate to the same thing like killing uh, politicians or people of color or whatever, you can actually play those songs and they're not considered offensive. Start your week right, Monday through Wednesday at 3. It's Harrison on 90.7 KPFK. Hi, this is Katja